0: Beautiful people, I'm Aziz, your host today. Welcome to the Kiev Future Society, giving you better skills on your telegram. Why does this telegram channel exist? Ukrainian people want to make Ukraine a developed country, but many are frustrated that the educational system in Ukraine does not give them practical modern skills. Without these practical modern skills, it is difficult to find a great job and impossible to create successful projects that change the future of Ukraine. After interviewing hundreds of interesting Ukrainian people on the Kyiv Future podcast, I noticed something. Many guests have great practical skills they're using every day for their success. By giving them the opportunity to share these skills, all Ukrainians will be empowered to have a better life. Therefore, the goal of this Telegram channel is to create three types of free Telegram events. The first is practical skill workshops. Second, masterclasses by experts. Third is culture events that enrich the soul. We are building a community here. We will support each other. And because of this pandemic, we all need community engagement and empowerment more than ever. If you are attending this event, then you are really special. You truly belong to the Kia Future Society because we are people who are always developing ourselves. So now it is your turn. Share this Telegram channel with all your friends. And if you'd like to participate and Suggest a topic to be a speaker on or to share a skill if you have one. Send me a message on Instagram at aziz.future because when every Ukrainian gets access to these modern practical skills, they will have hope for a positive future. They will take care of their families better. They will become leaders in their community and they will have the skills needed to create the projects that will impact the future of Ukraine that is the mission of the kiev future society we are changing the world because the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do and the first person is daria shepetko daria is the cmo at the sse riga fund she's a student at the sse riga great university she received three scholarships to study there she won the best woman in scholarship for that year that she wanted she's also a model a ballet dancer and a really great great girl i recommend everyone listens and take notes because she's amazing daria you can begin
1: Hello. Thank you for such an introduction. I can also briefly introduce myself in a few words. So, I study in Stockholm School of Economics in Riga, which is uh, the Stockholm, which is the university that has a campus in Riga and where education is happening in English. So that is one of the leading business schools in the Nordic region, and it uh, is ranked in top twenty in in Europe in, within the business schools that are. Uh, present here so i'm very proud to be uh, studying here and i'm very happy to have received so so far three different scholarships that helped me to finance my studies and that is something that i take great pride in and i'm always happy to share my experience how this all started and how it all happened and what my strategy was uh, how could you build your strategy and tailor it and adjust to achieve your needs and goals uh, so, yeah, I guess everything started with my desire to study abroad and the only thing I knew when I was a teenager is that my uh, the people who surrounded me told me that it's quite costly. And it might be unlikely that Ukrainians will be able to afford it because, for example, education in the US, it's like 40,000 uh, dollars a year. In, 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 in Europe, it can be 10,000 euros a year or something. So it's quite a lot for, you, for a Ukrainian. And I was wondering what could be an opportunity and how to get this opportunity to study abroad. And even though, like, society that I lived in convinced me that there are some kind of boundaries around it, and probably it would be more reasonable to stay in Ukraine to study for free, for example, in Taras University or one of the top universities in Ukraine, but for free. But I had this uh, ardent <laughs> desire to. Uh, study abroad and uh, I was thinking how to do that so basically when I was around 13 I started thinking of various ways uh, to get what I'm striving for and I started doing uh, my own research because it's very important to start with uh, uh, getting the general understanding of of how this scholarship <laughs> length, landscape looks like so basically the more you read the better and I guess today I can uh, walk through the steps that you need to think of when you are considering uh, of applying for scholarships. And then I can share my story, how, how it happened in my case. Uh, so basically getting a scholarship is an overarching goal and there are, but it's like a, key goal that you want to achieve but there are quite a few steps in between that will determine your success and you need to be mindful of them and you need to take care of them so you cannot start like a month before applying for the scholarship because it requires preparation if you if you have like you know high targets so if you want to get a very um, uh, famous scholarship that so that requires probably even a year of preparation or something like that so, if you are, for example, not familiar with the field of scholarships and how you can get them, where you can get them, who gives them, you need to start with doing your research, the general research, uh, reading a lot about opportunities that existed previously or they are currently available. So, there are plenty of websites and even great Telegram channels that I do recommend checking out. So, to, that is, for example. Um, opportunities and many many others so do check them out and save the telegram channels that provide those opportunities read absorb the information note down the facts that are quite interesting and that will help you to gain the general understanding of um, how this landscape looks like because it's very very diverse and there are quite a few scholarships that you can get depending on your goals so Yeah, it's very important to understand what kind of goal you want to achieve. So basically, there is an abundance of of scholarships depending on your needs. And I can list, for example, a few examples that could be, uh, for example, Erasmus grant or Erasmus internship. There are two different things. So Erasmus is uh, the scholarship that you can get to study um, one uh, semester abroad. And you should be enrolled already in the university. So, for example, if you're currently a student at a Ukrainian university, you can apply for Erasmus grant and you can go abroad for one semester or a year in the university you have always dreamt of. Or, for example, you want to do an internship uh, in Europe and you're afraid that uh, it's quite costly to be living in a city in in uh, in Europe, so you can apply also for Erasmus internship. There's a great opportunity. Or for example, if you are a student, a school high school student, and you want to go abroad to the US, uh, Flex could be a great opportunity for you. In a way, it's a scholarship. In a way, it's an exchange program. So yeah, it's quite diverse in this way. Also, there is a, for example, um, United World Colleges. United world colleges that is also an opportunity to get financing to study abroad uh, in the u.s in various um, universities not universities but boarding schools also there is ukraine global scholars a famous program that is very uh, co- is currently growing in ukraine and i do recommend you considering it this is a, that is a great opportunity to get support In getting the scholarships in those universities you have always dreamt of, that could be Harvard, that could be Deerfield Academy, Stanford, MIT, anything. So, depending on your skills and depending on your desire, you have an opportunity to apply for UGS. Also, there are research grants, if you are, uh, for example, doing some kind of research, um, there are bachelor's uh, scholarships in different universities, they're very specific, also master's, PhD. There is also a scholarship that provides you an opportunity to study in the UK, that's a wonderful opportunity, and just, yeah, that is the list, <laughs> and it's a very long one, and yeah, just to name a few. Uh, so basically, at first, you might be reading to get the general idea of what, what kind of opportunities exist. And then you need to start gathering information in a more kind of systematic way, not to <laughs> get lost in what you're doing. So I would suggest, for example, creating a spreadsheet with multiple columns that might be useful for you. Uh, or, for example, you can use uh, Notion. It's, a, it's an interesting program very useful one that many people are currently using it is very convenient to track uh, track uh, keep track of everything that you are doing so you can start gathering information about scholarships that you see or uh, some insights about uh, getting the scholarships and yeah just gathering it to to not, not to get lost yeah and then you when you have a baseline understanding you have to i would recommend you don't have to but (laughs) i would recommend devoting quite a bit of time to self-reflection to understand who you are what kind of skills you have what are your passions is there a specific country you want to get in either a specific university you can you want to get in or maybe you are doing some some kind of groundbreaking research in maybe robotics or biology or chemistry and you need for example financing to get to the next level or you want to go to some university to get some experience or support uh, so basically you need to understand your goals and what you are doing and why you need the scholarship to get to to narrow down your research and uh, to be able to look for something more specific because if you just <laughs> plunge into the research um, and you will start looking at all the scholarships and all the opportunities that are out there it might become overwhelming it might become frustrating very tiring so i do recommend you to sit down uh, reflect on who you are what you do what you want what you can achieve maybe what you lack and what you need to work on that is also important to understand so with this kind of um, self-reflection, you can make your goal your goal smart. You, I'm sure you've heard about such a such a concept. So you're making a your goal specific, measurable, attainable um, R stands for reasonable and timely. so yeah it's it's possible to achieve it. It's important to make your goal in, um, in this way. Yeah, it might sound maybe easy. You just think about yourself, but you need to take effort. You need to put effort into it, and it should be done thoroughly to uh, to help you in the further steps. So I would honestly say that self reflection is a crucial step. It's it's important in any um, area of life, and it can be helpful in many other directions. But for scholarships and also. Uh, very 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 helpful so later for example it will help you to highlight your strengths and you know you will be you will know what kind of strengths you need to highlight and also you will know uh, about your weaknesses what kind of weaknesses you have or maybe what kind of skills you don't you haven't attained yet and what you need to work on so yeah that is that is very helpful and it's important to understand what you have and what you don't have and what you have to work on. And after that, you can start uh, more targeted or more specific research. So, for example, I knew that I am studying in, in a 10th grade. So I have two years uh, before graduation and I was interested in uh, in financing my bachelor's so i wanted to to apply for a bachelor's program in in europe i wasn't considering u.s i was thinking of europe and i knew that i wanted to study business and economics that's that that's what i understood after reflecting um, on what i can do what i like doing what my passions are and i knew that i want to um i want to apply for a business and economics degree and i started looking for scholarships and for specific universities um, that offer various scholarships so that requires some time but since you know that you need a uh, that you have a specific goal you know what to look for and what to do Uh, so basically um, i was uh, googling various universities also looking for various maybe lists of uh, scholarships that universities offer i was monitoring uh, opportunities uh, uh, websites and that helped me to uh, note down some of the opportunities that might be relevant for me so you start writing some keywords for example in google and yeah that's how it's happening and then you can note down the requirements the deadlines what the university for example uh, values what they expect from you note it down in your spreadsheet and it will uh, be helpful when you start writing your um, when you start preparing documents when you start preparing your motivation letter so yeah it's better to have it in yours in in a systematic manner, and you're not lost and you have everything under control, in a way. Yeah, it's also important to read um, the eligibility criteria uh, very carefully because uh, there are various scholarships and they have various caveats. So, for example, sometimes. Uh, you are eligible for the scholarship only if you are a citizen of the EU or you are eligible for the scholarship only if you have never been to um, the exchange some some kind of exchange program in the EU so be careful and uh, look at what kind of uh, elig- criteria they have not to um, have some unexpected uh, things uh, when you start the application process uh, so do collect the information that's um, that's that's yes, that's important. Ask yourself. So when you see the requirements and you have this eligibility criteria, ask yourself, what do you need to improve to get the scholarship, and what can what can you engage in? to boost your chances. Uh, because of course, there is plenty of room for improvement. People have great potential and we need just to work on it. Uh, we see this requirements and we know, yes, for example, I need some more volunteering experience. I was doing something, but it's not was uh, it wasn't that um, significant. So I need to think of some more opportunities that could help me to strengthen this side of my uh, resume. I would say so. Or for example, you know that academic uh, achievements are very important for this kind of uh, application or scholarship. So you can. Uh, devote a bit more time to preparing for the olympiads for example or um suggesting doing the research with your uh, school professor so that is something that i did i knew that um i love research i knew that i like business and i don't know how but i came up with the idea of uh writing a research together um research on the business topic together with my uh, school uh, teacher that was leading who was leading a business business course in English something like that and we started doing it, to, it together and it's just something that yeah helped to, to strengthen my application there are various ways you just need to brainstorm uh, what you can do and what you can improve yes uh, another suggestion Uh, From my side would be to attend webinars uh, with people um, who are sharing their success stories, especially for the scholarships that you are targeting. So if you have like a very big goal, for example, to get um, Chevening scholarship or some kind of fellowship, if you are already in the university. Uh, So it would be great to listen to people who have already gone through Uh, the whole process and uh, listen to their reflections what they did uh, what helped them what um, or maybe what kind of mistakes they made or maybe they were going through this process a few times so maybe the first time uh, when they have applied first time they failed and then they approved and they might share uh what they did of course every case is very um very personal and very specific and it might not for uh, it might not work for all the people however it's important to have a general understanding and maybe those insights will be look uh, will be um useful for you uh Also, what I would recommend is to create a LinkedIn profile. It's a very useful professional network. And there you can connect with people, for example, young people who are holders of those scholarships. And it would be great to, to get to know them, arrange a meeting or a call, understand what helped them. And maybe they will be also willing to help you and, for example, help you with editing your motivation letter or help you with. Um, um deciding on your strategy how to um organize your like application strategy so yes that's that's how it works i do recommend checking out linkedin if you don't have it yet and it's a very powerful network and you can find a lot of people for example you're writing down ukraine global scholars and you have a great list like of 100 people, you are looking at people who have like maybe a similar profile to yours, for example, you were doing some chemistry. And yes, you can connect with that pe- person and you can ask her or him uh, about his success story, what helped him and how it worked. And I, I am sure that those people are very, very responsive and it will help you to grow your network as well so decide on your strategy understand what you want to achieve and how to achieve it so planning in this case is very important that's a way in a way you're planning your self-development and the next thing i would say is that uh, be mindful of the deadlines and requirements because sometimes uh, the deadlines are when the deadlines are pressing, it's difficult to prepare some something decent, and you need to prepare in advance. and it's It's important. It's important to understand that um, different places have different uh, deadlines. So, for example, if you think of the U.S. and uh, U.S. Um, universities or boarding schools, their application process starts in autumn. So, for example, if you are in 11th grade, application process starts somewhere in October or November. And if you start thinking about applying to the U.S. only in 11th grade, it's too late because you won't be able to prepare in in those uh, two months. You have to pass SAT. You have to pass 12th you have to prepare motivation letter, you have to prepare uh, documentation. So quite a few things. So it's important to note the deadlines. And as I said in the previous steps, you need to note down the deadlines and have a general understanding of when to start your preparation. So for example, in the US, you have uh, you have early, early decision so that is a great opportunity to get a scholarship so when you're applying for an early decision that is a application process that starts uh, for example someone in october and if you're applying for the first call you have like higher chances to to be considered for a scholarship because there is like lower inflow of people and also the admission committee—they uh, understand that you—you you are very interested in this place and you took time to prepare in, adva- in advance. So, uh, and sometimes they're saying that if you commit to our university, then you will get financing or something like that. So, for example, if you want to try yourself at applying at an uh, early decision for an early decision, uh, then you can—you—you mm, you have to start early. Uh, when it comes to the eu i'm, I'm t- talking about um the bachelor's programs and universities so when it comes to the eu um it differs so there are quite um, they have quite diverse deadlines so for example if you want to apply to the netherlands uh the deadline will be somewhere in january or in february so somewhere like that so if if it's western europe um you, you Approximately, the deadlines are somewhere in, uh, in 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 winter. If you want to go to Eastern Europe, not closer to Ukraine, the deadlines might be um, in March or April. But anyways, it's very different from Ukraine. So in Ukraine, you apply to universities in in July, and that's why it's very important to start preparation early. Um, I guess, yeah, that's about the deadlines, and maybe it's time to uh, talk about typical application. Well, uh, the d- applications differ, and they differ a lot. But I, I might give uh, an overview of the applications that I came across when I was applying. So basically, you have an application form and that's where you're noting down where you come from you you you're submitting the scan of your passport uh and some yeah details about yourself your family uh it's important to understand that in the us the application form is very long and it's quite complicated uh in the us uh, in in the eu it's a bit it's a bit easier so if you're applying to the us you might need some help with the uh application form uh, then you you would have if it's some kind of prestigious scholarship or a good one you will have one or a, several motivation letters so um it might be like short answers uh to some questions that are quite broad or they help to shed light on who you are what you do and what how you think and there might be uh, or there might be some like big Uh, motivation letter that's where you explain why you want to study at this university so uh, predominantly in the eu in the eu where i applied uh there were there was one motivation letter that you have to write that is for example around one uh, page uh, a4 and that is where you have to tell your story and how this story leads you to the university that you want to apply uh to and uh, the story should be engaging uh, in a way that it should uh, stand out from all the applications that admissions committee receives that's that's complicated but if you want to stand out you can do it i i'm sure also if you are applying for some creative position or probably if you're not applying to university or you're applying some some creative scholarship you might be required to submit a portfolio with your paintings or your dancing skills or yeah, something like that and also usually you have an interview in the very end <clears throat> before receiving your uh, scholarship so if you are successful with uh, um, submitting your application form and then they like your motivation letter then you will be invited to the interview. In my university there were also admission tests so to be considered for the scholarship you have to go through the admission test uh i would say that motivation letters and written answers are very 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 important uh, in the universities that um in some prestigious universities that do consider it because there is a the general perception that no one is reading those uh, motivation letters but if you apply to the us or you're applying to some top universities in, uh, in EU, they are looking at motivation letters, especially if you want to apply for a scholarship. Uh, so, um, when you're writing, um, your motivation letter, um, stories, st- storytelling skills are crucial. So that is important to put your, um, <laughs> background into an engaging story and, um, it's nice to have some storytelling skills but you don't if you don't have them you can develop them that's not a pro That's not a problem and so it's important to create an engaging story it requires of course quite a few iterations so you write one draft you see whether it makes sense whether it's interesting or it doesn't whether it looks um how you want or how you want Yourself to be seen from the perspective of those people, so it requires iterations. And some people have even ten drafts of their motivation letters. Uh, some can have two or three drafts. Um, I would say that it's very difficult to prepare um, prepare one motivation letter in one go. So, of course, it requires some time to to write it to write a decent one, a very good one. So you need. To, uh, you need quite a few iterations uh, trying to prepare an engaging story, not just, uh, uh, not just a few sentences that I'm interested in your university because it should be a story that is interesting to read and that might capture the attention of the admissions committee. Uh, so in this case, um, in writing motivation letter, you might seek some help um it would be nice even to to ask for some help Uh, for example i would recommend looking at uh, the ugs course i do recommend it so there's a course on Prometheus website and it's quite engaging so very helpful you can look at it there is a big course that explains how to apply to western universities and also uh, I would ask, recommend you to ask for feedback. So approach uh, your friends, family, and maybe even random people to ask for feedback. What do think about your uh, letter or application, pro- application? Don't be afraid of it. It's very useful and it's nice to learn to uh, receive feedback and to get this outsider's um, perspective. Uh, so I guess uh, that is it in terms of... Uh, the steps you need to take i guess that's uh, that's it for my 15 minutes i would also i could also describe uh, my uh, uh story how i applied to stockholm school of economics but i guess 15 15 minutes are up
0: <laughs> thank you very much uh, daria it was very interesting and one quick question Because I know you're one of the most emotional, artistic girls Mm -hmm. I've ever met, yet you can be highly, highly logical at -hmm. an extreme level. Do you have some rituals? Because I remember some of the most emotional, yet great writers I know. Mm -hmm. They say, look, even my dog, before it sleeps, it comes and it does some movements and it walks around. That's the ritual to get in the mood to sleep Mm -hmm. or to get in the mood, etc. Do you have a ritual that takes you from your normal highly emotional situation into becoming really logical
1: yeah i think uh, what helps me is reading some um some some books so for example before starting to write my motivation letter, I would definitely uh, open some books that I like. So, for example, that can be Oscar Wilde or that can be some other uh, English uh, writers that I write, like and I enjoy uh, their written style, what kind of language they use. That can be very inspirational and it can help you to get into the, that more or less lyrical mode. And uh, that's one way how I get into it. Then it can be music uh and maybe (laughs) self-reflection yes so reading music yeah
0: thank you and to the other speakers you can have more time because there is a speaker that is absent today she said she has problems with her internet the next one is the great diana maslianchuk she's a student at two universities actually at the institute of international relations which is one of the most difficult in Ukraine and at the Kiev National University of Culture and Art. And she's a piano player and she does social media marketing for some nonprofits. And her mom is a neuroscientist and super cool. So Diana, I will open your mic and you can introduce yourself again if you wish and take the floor. And I'm really looking forward to listening. Diana Maslianchuk, you can speak. Uh,
2: I'm sorry, I haven't uh, pressed the mic. Uh, Hello everyone, Uh, thank you for the introduction. Basically, you have mentioned everything I'm actively engaged uh, with nowadays. And uh, I'd proceed uh, to my uh, topic uh, since uh, social media marketing is a great uh, theme and there are many things to mention. Uh, today i try to concentrate only on something very important and uh, also having in account that uh, i'm not um, particularly fully professional in it uh, since uh, i do not uh, possess uh, any degree i do uh, i have done only some courses so of course there are uh, also many many other things to mention and to consider and uh, another thing I would like to say is that social media sphere is uh, one of the most uh, quick developing things in the world. So we may think about it nowadays and uh, communicate and develop some rules and strategies. And then wake up tomorrow, and uh, just understand that uh, everything we have done recently is need to be rearranged, because there are some new trends, uh, some new instruments. Uh, so that uh, I just urge everyone who consult me about social media to be like. Um, open to the world and to consider those trends every day. So you have to start your morning and to finish your day uh, in the evening by reading some of the recent updates concerning social medias. And uh, starting with social media marketing, I would like to say a few things about digital marketing overall. Uh, Digital marketing um, uh, includes search engine uh, websites, emails, and basically this uh, social media. So th- so there are four main concepts for digital marketing and social media marketing is one of that. So imagine how difficult it is to build a, a digital marketing strategy when it has three, uh, when it has basically four uh, important components and uh, all of them are equally significant in the development of uh, your business. Uh, So um, digital marketing is a revolution in uh, how do we sell the products because uh, it helps uh, um, their businesses to become more inclusive and uh, to find uh, their clients easily because you just do not uh, post posters on the roads uh, that uh, basically everyone can see them and not necessarily those people who are to be your potential clients however with digital marketing and all those strategies existing here you can actually find your particular target audience and interact uh, with it. So all your efforts, um, so all efforts you do to um, advertise your business, become more effective uh, and uh, efficient. And uh, basically back to social media marketing and social media as, as a platforms for um, uh, advertising your business. It is actually ultimate tool to find people you are looking for. Besides, uh, it actually helps to develop uh, overall marketing strategy, is to build the story behind your brand, uh, is to make it more recognizable and finally to organize such a community of people that is initiated in your production, in your um in things you do and why i speak about the community of people because it is like an ultimate tool in marketing because many people do like to be part of some communities they like to feel this sense that there is something unique and special about them that the things they buy and read are good and they want to share it with others so that is basically all um staffs and goals which you can arrange uh, uh, via social media services Um, and that is to the importance for um, uh, businesses uh, uh, to uh, launch and to uh, create their social medias Uh, basically maybe uh, here um, many people later would be interested in like uh, developing their own brand Uh, That is another topic, however, all the strategies I will mention here, um, they are dedicated to e-commerce, basically one of the biggest sphere interested in social media nowadays. However, they are easily applicable to your personal uh, pages, um, if you consider not just to uh, post for friends, but to be open to a wider community of uh, people. So uh, when you are starting to launch your social media or social media for brand, uh, basically I uh, um, I would speak mainly about uh, Facebook and Instagram. However, there are uh, YouTube services, which are uh, another big uh, thing. So uh, when you start this project, there is one right thing to do. You have to uh, combine it with your um, overall marketing strategy there are basically three main marketing strategies which exists uh, nowadays uh, i quickly mention them it is invasion potent share and to niche uh, invasion is when your product is absolutely unique uh, it hasn't been existing in market and uh, it can just penetrate uh, all the markets uh, in your country and uh, in the other part of the world So you are just so unique, and it is so easy to do your business. However, this strategy is for maybe for really, really um, highly technical stuff that have never ever existed. However, there are so few of them because many products have existed for many years. So that is not the strategy we will discuss today. Another one is patent share, to which I will. spent most of my attention. Uh, it means that the market is still exists uh, exists, and you have to part it with your products, so like and uh, share uh, it with other members with your competitors. And uh, here is this important thing to understand that in order to part it, you also have to bring something innovative in this sphere so you can find your client and you c- uh, can agree with some of your uh, some of the other businesses so that the competition you have is like okay and you can uh, enjoy also some uh, profits and to niche uh, probably speaking about social media this strategy is the most uh, the, the one I really like because it is really easy to build uh, via social media To niche means that your product is like um, is for really small uh, um, audience. So it is a lot, uh, really target-based. For example, when you're selling some uh, paints uh, for hair and dye for dyeing your hair, and it is uh, and you are selling only colors for blonde, so there is uh, like um, a small a, a small number of people who you can um, reach with this product, and that's why it is actually really easy to construct the strategy in social media. Uh, when you're starting to work with a project, like you have to ask your client whether you're applying as a social media um, uh, manager, yeah, what are the goals of business and what are the goals of social media? So I suggest starting uh, them work with your client if only the business have uh, an idea which is uh, greater than just rising money because the idea is actually uh, something you will represent in the social media channels you can't write in social media that you are here only to raise money you won't be able to collect and uh, to gather people's attention with that. You have to be more than that. Then you actually uh, think about more practical goals. Yeah, actually to rise sales, um, uh, to rise income of the company. However, mainly when you come to your um, Uh, to the owner of the business, the first phrase you hear as a social media managers, well, we want more followers, followers is everything, this number is really important, we want want 10,000, we want 15,000, we want 50,000 and like do everything in order to uh, have followers and they become only to then they judge you as a professional in social media if you are able to bring those followers to them or if you are unable to do this. However, I will spend some time here and uh, quickly explain that the numbers of followers nowadays they just don't play any important and significant role. So imagine me being like a social media marketing um, manager, I can like um, find these followers by spending some budgets on uh, dozens of different services which uh, become, which started to attack your Instagram account as soon as you launched, launched it. They send you some mails that we can uh, invite some followers to your pages for a really small price. And it actually works. They do invite it. Um, you wake up with a big number of people, however, probably with a banned Instagram account. This ban actually passes for a one or two days, if it is your first ban. And you have like 7000-10000 uh, followers. And that's it. Then you uh, post some pictures from internet, um, uh, maybe auto-posting them. And uh, work is done. You may sit and say to your uh, business partners that everything is good. However, we should think about how actually Instagrams work and how does it track your activity in um, social media. So the most important thing is actually engagement and finding them in a live uh, um, audience for your product. And those uh, fake strategies of having big number and no likes, they are actually failing. Because uh, with uh, getting no likes and comments, Instagram sees that your profile is absolutely uninteresting. It, uh, it does understand that uh, this uh, audience is probably robots or something like that. And from them, uh, the most important thing that you get no sales from robots. So why to find them? Why to engage in such activities if it is nothing to do uh, with the sales? So i uh, I suggest uh, every time to explain uh, your business partner and or the businesses you work in with that uh, the number of followers is not the ultimate goal for the businesses and they you can even rise the, the sales if the page is of if the account of uh, social media is uh, beautiful if it has all the necessary information for them a person who wants to buy some product, uh, you may sell your product even without getting a follow. To get a follow, there is much more work to be done than just use some strange services. So after the clearing your goals uh, with your business partner you as a social media marketing manager shall learn your audience and it goes beyond age gender and geography it is not enough you should find the, the most specific thing you can get about and you can get to know about them so for that uh, i suggest some services which are facebook audience insider and Google Keyword Planner. Google Keyword Word Planner, it is uh, basically to do with search engine and uh, with uh, some traffic in the internet. And speaking about Facebook audience insider, uh, it is actually a free service uh, which collects the data from the uh, people visiting your page, so everything they are interested in can be listed in your uh, profile in this Facebook audience inside. Uh, The only thing you need to have to use this tool is uh, just the business account in uh, Facebook, however it is necessary if you want uh, to deal with business, if you want to create some targeting um, uh, advertisement. Then uh, I suggest thinking about research of com- uh, competitors uh, and and in the market overall and what they are doing in their social media. Since I told you that the most uh, applicable strategy would be part and share, it includes a lot of search. Um, and research about competi competitors. So I suggest some characteristics. I actually have some in a table. If you wish me to send me, to send it to you, just let me know. And um, there are few dimensions, which I really recommend to look at uh, in their competitors. So what is style, whether they are using some web design for their posts, then their unique trade offer, how do they uh, tell people about them, then whether they have their content themes, uh, what do they represent, and what about what they speak, and these content themes actually uh, derives from uh, what audience, what target audience uh, have you do you have, and what have you learned about them? So if you're having students, you shall represent something interesting to students, and so on. Then you should mark the quantity, uh, uh, the number of posts and stories uh, per month, per day. Then you should think of uh, whether there is a video content. Uh, then. Uh, the other dimension to measure is probably one of the most significant, it's user-generated interactions, so whether the audience of your competitor are active, uh, user-generated interactions, uh, that it is um, basically comments and likes. Uh, and some other stuff uh, as answering comments. Do, uh, this, uh, does this business possess any masks, uh, stickers? So, does it use effectively all the instruments Instagram suggests? so do analyze your competitors and uh, create some table and to make some conclusions for yourself so if your competitors doesn't don't have any particular dimension so it is your task to have it and to end uh, by that to make your business page more attractive to the audience then uh, we are finishing everything uh, with the content and it's the last thing I want to speak about, just a few stuffs, because content uh, is my favorite topic since I'm uh, also a commercial photographer and I have started my uh, way in the uh, marketing in social media from actually creating content, yeah? And for business pages, I recommend to have uh, four different types of content, which is informational, entertaining, um, selling and image-creating. And the percentage of uh, all of these dimensions should be like that. Informational 40%, entertaining 30%, uh, selling 15% and creating image uh, 15% as well. There is uh, um, the most common uh, portion not to um, overwhelm your audience with some sort of content. And uh, in order to keep your page not only selling, not just an advertisement page, but uh, to bring it uh, to make it unique, to make it recognizable, and pr- the, um, the most important thing is to make it useful to your client. So, when we come to follow, uh, it is um, probably easier to get the follow with a target um, advertisement. You get these follows or from giveaways, they come those followers. However, your target then is to keep this audience with you and the content is actually the tool which will help you to uh, keep this community with you and to grow it bigger so if the person is not interested in anything you post, why to follow, if uh, he or she needs to know something about products you sell, he can just or she uh attend your page see what uh, he or she needs and then leave it is not necessarily for them to follow you so you have to think in your social media uh, e-commerce when you're leading social media pages for e-commerce you should think not only how to sell products there, uh, but what to tell and to write and to represent people about in order to get um, interactions and in order to keep followers. And uh, speaking about content, content, I do suggest to pay your attention mainly to videos because up to the end of 2021, uh, uh, 20, uh, there are researches that suggest that uh, 81% of uh, content will be video based. Uh, Then I suggest also thinking about adding some personality to your business account, so tell about your business partners, tell about people engaged in the business, because people are uh, actually uh, sociable and they do... um, and they do uh, want to see some uh, uh, people standing behind this business. So they know that it is not robots, that they are real people. And uh, the interesting statistic here is that uh, people, that photos that show some people on them are getting uh, 36% of likes more than other types of content. And um, uh, speaking about uh, other, Pictures and video you may post, yeah, as I have mentioned before, do uh, pay attention to some trends. However, there are ultimate like uh, getters which will always work. Uh, uh, it is flowers, food, uh, children, animals, and uh, mm-hmm. types of vowel content uh, which is unique and unusual and really outstanding. Probably with them, uh, with such content, you need to pay. Um, to put uh, into it uh, a lot of efforts because it requires some photo editing, some locations, some photo shoots. However, these are types of content that are ultimate uh, get likers. So you may think of it when building your content plan and uh, when you need actually to get uh, more likes. So create a mood board, uh, pay attention to colors. Um, speaking about colors, 60% should be like. Um, basic colors, white, uh, uh, some uh, neutral tone, and you may just have 15% of some bright colors and do not overload your account with them. It should probably be two, um, max three uh, um, bright colors. They are mainly the colors of your uh, logo. So do pay attention to that. uh, And uh, probably I will finish here. Yeah uh thank you for your attention if you have some questions i will be really glad
0: thank you very much diana and i want to stress again the importance now of being entertaining and of using video because people expect now entertainment in their social media not only information and now we will begin with the little genius diana shalashna she's amazing she sees some parts of the world as mind maps and that is like an incredible way to organize in her brain all the information and the next steps. She's an extraordinary project creator, driver, and she knows how to motivate people to join her projects. And she is the city representative of FLEX for Kiev in this year. Diana, I will open your mic, and it's an honor and really fun to listen to you. So please speak.
3: Hello, everyone. Thank you, Aziz, for having me today. I'm really glad to uh, give a talk today about how I organize my projects. Uh, Some words about me. I am currently 19 years old. I'm a student of Boris Grinchanka Kyiv University, and my major is International Relations. And also, I'm a FLEX alumni, and right now I'm a FLEX City representative of Kyiv, which means that I conduct multiple projects every month. And speaking about projects, I have already conducted uh, some of them like speaking clubs, drama club productions online, echo festivals, blood drives, movie nights, fundraisers, and many more. And I would like to uh, present uh, a set of five basic rules, how to start a successful project. So without any further ado, let's start. My uh, number one tip is uh, to work with a team than by yourself, because uh, if you're organizing a big scale project, you will need at least another person to delegate your tasks And also, you will be able to practice your soft skills. Uh, It's also very nice to work uh, with some new partners, uh, every new project. Since if you work with the same person, you might uh, be um, out of ideas for the next time. Maybe you will be stuck in just one place. And I'm the type of person who doesn't like to be uh, just in one idea. I like to change my projects, therefore also try working with new partners, Uh, find some youth organizations that you can uh, cooperate to create some nice projects, some new and fresh ones, Uh, and uh, also it will be very beneficial for you because you will know how to communicate with people, how to build all this uh, effective uh, communication in a team, uh, and of course, boost your leadership skills. My second advice is to think ahead about your target audience, because you can build the strategy of your project and uh, your approach according to your audience. For example, you can create a project and uh, directly say that this is a project, for example, for youth, And therefore, you know that you need to uh, do this and these steps in order to satisfy youth. If you would like to address to some professionals, you will need to say, for example, in your application form that this uh, is a project for professionals in this sphere. And uh, please uh, apply uh, only these professionals because you will find useful information uh, for you and other people. Uh, please find my other projects. Uh, It also works uh, amazing for me because uh, each time when I create projects, I try to tell about uh, the uh, age restrictions and interests of the person. Because if uh, you see that there are 50 applications for your project, uh, and then only 15 people show up, uh, which uh, which can be a little bit stressful for you, Uh, but it means that maybe you should have looked uh, at the form that you created for your audience and uh, think about what you can add to the form so that people see that this is the project for them, what benefit they can get from it. Also, the next tip uh, would be to think about all the details and create uh, timelines and strict deadlines for yourself as well. Uh, for example, if you work in a team and you, you create a big scale project, uh, which can last more than one day, it can last for weeks, you need to think about all the deadlines beforehand to write them down and to delegate who does what. So, for example, who creates a group chat, who sends the materials, who writes emails, and when all these things need to be done. Um, for example, also you need to think about the communication uh, with the participants so uh, what we do is we usually ask them to write all their contact information emails telegram uh usernames instagram facebook and then we collect them in some groups group chats all over the social media sometimes because people uh don't always have the social media that we tend to favor Uh, but emails uh, is Uh, the most basic uh, approach that you can use. Uh, Always ask for emails, you can write to people, share all the documents with their emails, Google Forms, uh, and the Google Drive folders, everything. But also uh, stick up to the latest trends with Telegram when people uh, like to join to the chats and discuss everything there. Also, when I was talking about uh, some of the details of your project, for example when I organized a blood drive uh, I needed to think about the COVID restrictions uh, that we have nowadays also for example such things as water, masks, um, hand sanitizers, cookies for the volunteers uh, and you need to be responsible for the participants of the project think uh, what exact details you need to provide them with because for example uh, when we finished the blood drive one person felt bad so it was good that i thought in advance about some food for the person because uh, not always the blood centers can provide you with this and uh, it was some beneficial points just think about all the small details Um, moreover one other point is that you need to be open to uh, some challenges that can arise, for example, technical difficulties are very common when you're organizing the project online. For example, uh, somebody might not be able to enter the Zoom conference, so you can record it and send it, share it with everyone, and uh, also, for example, yes, they care about. All the restrictions, be up to date with the news, what you can do, what you cannot do. Uh, some projects, unfortunately, uh, tend to uh, be canceled because of nowadays reality. We cannot uh, provide people with projects outside of their homes and we need to uh, get back online. But you still can make your projects very fun and create online challenges, maybe video, also uh, podcasts and some fun ideas that you can do together. My fourth point is to make your projects interactive, even if they're online. And you should use different chats, Kahoot challenges, boards online, where all the participants can write and leave their opinion simultaneously. That will make your projects very interactive, very interesting for everyone. Also different thought bubbles, where people leave the words and then the thought bubble appears on the screen showing what people think about such topic, videos, uh, different sounds, music, uh, if we're speaking, for example, about speaking clubs or about discussions about a a certain topic. Also, uh, you should promote your projects through different youth organizations and channels. I used to only promote my projects through my social media but it's not always enough because uh your um your subscribers your followers might not be uh the same uh can be the same interest as you but if you're planning a project which is different from your usual projects you need to reach further and to extend your um amount of people that are going to participate so i use such channels as studway dm they're all on all on telegram also dvi proster mozhlivostey ukrainian volunteer service what you do is you text them you write them a message that you are doing such a project and uh, you really would love uh, this organization to share it for everyone especially if it's not a project Uh, for commercial needs it's a project for example a volunteering service or it's a fundraiser Uh, these organizations will share it for free which happened to multiple of my projects and therefore uh, you can uh, get free exposure to thousands of people and you get more involvement Uh, you can see that all these channels have um up to 15, 20,000 subscribers. So imagine how many people will see your advertisement and will join your projects. Moreover, I have uh, some tips which uh, do not go in the five uh, big basic rules is that you should introduce yourself uh, and your participants to new ideas. Uh, basically, it means that you need to be open to some new spheres of life. As you can see, I told us, I conducted echo festivals and drama clubs, blood drives and different fundraisers, movie nights, and some literature uh, nights as well. I don't want to be stuck in just one place. This is why I'm trying to to open for the world for newer uh, problems, for some newer topics. And you should do it as well if you want to, for example, Uh, become more aware of the world also open up your audience's mindset and also you can attract more people uh, because uh, people are likely to uh, be interested in multiple things at the same time and they don't want to just be stuck in one project that you do but for example if you do some more they can invite their friends who are also interested in that and you will uh, get more interaction and about some tips how to attract people. Uh, It is crucial to uh, create good visuals and also uh, the tips shared before about the visuals and the social media are very useful. It is um, very indispensable to create a visual, a picture, a video that will attract people because picture is the first thing we will we see when we uh, look through some of the projects, advertisements. Also, uh, choose the topics of your project where people can either present their talents, volunteer or do something with their own hands, where they can dress up or celebrate something, an occasion. Why these uh, topics and not something where you can just speak or watch something? Because uh, right now, when uh, we see that many projects are created online, we need to understand that uh, people are no longer interested in just talking or to just uh, sometimes uh, listening to one speaker. Uh, People want to also be involved, for example, and you can online create projects uh, where you present a masterclass for people how to meet or uh, you uh, create a project where people share their talents therefore they show themselves and they look at other people Uh, or they dress up and celebrate uh, halloween or something fun also uh, you can share your knowledge your experience or skills or some of the materials that you can uh, give to other people This is also uh, very attractive for others if they don't want to be directly involved and do something. They want to actively listen to what you have to say uh, to some of the experience that you have that they would like to obtain as well. And you can share materials such as Uh, some of the books that you have on the topic, uh, some of the websites uh, or services that you use, uh, and people will also be grateful to discover some new ideas. And as well, uh, my last point probably is to make people believe that they are needed in this project. And you can do this by telling that they can help uh, this center, for example, if they uh, if they donate some money for a fundraiser. This is how we collected more than uh, 3,500 revenue for um, a center uh, for people with disabilities. Because people feel that they are needed in this world, they can make a change and you can encourage them to participate in your project by saying that Uh, we need you, you are a great volunteer and you will make a change and make your uh, participants not just be usual participants but be your audience and be excited about being in the project. And uh, this is uh, all what I have to say about my experience, about some of the tips that I've gained by now and thank you very much for actively listening I hope that you will uh, improve and make your projects amazing and if you have any more tips uh, we would love to discuss it also later thank you
0: thank you diana shalashna that was great really useful and the last one of the last points reminded me of the book called marketing to the brain that the biggest driver for marketing is to connect the people's activity to something bigger than themselves like you said that they will be impacting the center or doing something that is not a self selfish interest that is the biggest driver to move attract and get people involved thank you again and now it's for diana Nalivaiko, a ukraine global scholar and opera singer and really i've been looking forward to this because she knows a lot about the voice Thinking performance, and she has some of the best teachers in the world now in her year, new university. Diana, please begin Nali Vaiko.
4: Hello, Aziz. I'm very uh, happy to uh, be with you. Uh, okay, so as Aziz, uh, Aziz already introduced me, I am a beginner opera singer, and uh, today I will share some tips uh, about vocal lo- performance. How to uh, begin singing uh, when uh, you like want to begin uh, singing, but you don't know how. Okay, um, so some of the tips of the most uh, major tips is to have stable base and foundation so we prepare ourselves for sinning you have to involve your whole body so it means that not only your throat sings, but also your whole body is uh, in this process. So for example, you have also to uh, relax your uh, relax. Uh, your chest has to be open, so there has to be no curves in your spines. Uh, everything has to be stable and strong. So imagine that your body is like a tower is a great towers so it's very well grounded on uh, the floor or on the ground and uh, your upper part is aimed to the sky to the uh into the up okay and you don't need to be very tense so just relax everything's okay your legs just have to be very well grounded and this is what is needed for your preparation and uh you have to think like you're speaking so for example if you can speak clearly you can sing Everything's great so you don't have to be very tense if you communicate with ease it means that you have to sing with ease so that that your throat is open and everything is very comfortable for yourself so for example you uh when you try to say ah oh, just a very similar ah uh, and you try not to push uh, it out of yourself, like ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, but just regular ah, uh, and that's all that's all that says needed. And uh, try to memorize this feeling, like you say ah. Uh, like like you regularly speak and uh, this is the feeling that is needed when you start singing so try to say it may be like you're surprised for example you saw one uh, really beautiful thing and you're like oh i'm amazed and you're surprised and try to say this ah with this feeling too so this can also help for example when you don't know how to say your uh, ah with ease and that you can feel that your throat is open and there has to be no tension, no tension in your jaw, uh, no tension in your throat. So everything's easy. Just relax and go. And then I also wanted to uh, say that you don't need to concentrate only on your throat. As I said previously, involve your whole body, your hands, your head, your feet, everything's grounded grounded and relaxed okay and uh, when you begin saying something try not to um uh, concentrate on your throat so that your sound goes out of your throat but it goes through your head up to the sky so it goes up to the sky through your head so this is how uh, we usually uh, direct our sound up to the sky so you just relax and the breath is not going out of you but you're breathing like you as i said previously you are amazed you're surprised and you try to memorize this feeling when you are surprised and you say this ah 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 this is how you should sound very relaxed everything's very okay so relax everything inside of you The next point that I wanted to talk about is breathing. So your breathing has to be very strong. Uh, You can try um, and um, one exercise, Uh, my teacher called it uh, like breathing like a dog. So you try to breathe, uh, not through your nose, but through your uh, mouth, like and try to do it uh, quickly. And repetitively every time, so that uh, you breathe not uh, in your chest but with your belly. So try. Uh, you can put your hand on your belly and feel that it is expanding and it's f- like floating, like on the water. You, uh, your uh, hand is like on your belly and it's like on the water. So it's uh, it, it goes up and down, up and down so this is how you breathe with your belly and your shoulders have to be on one place so they don't go up and down not your shoulders but your belly just from uh from your body up to the uh uh where you look and to you okay good and uh, remember that your body is like a tower. So there are a lot of steps. Your feet are like the lowest steps, and your head is like the highest step. Your feet are very well, really well grounded, so they are set. Everything's good, and your head is like the easiest, uh, the um, the smallest part. Of your tower so it is very easy it uh it's flattering it's like flattering and uh everything's with ease okay the uh, also this is how the notes work so how you see notes the highest notes have to be in your head and the lowest are in your chest so when you try to sing some low notes you can uh put your hand on your chest and feel that your chest is vibrating so feel this vibration can you feel it like um you can try just to um speak and you can feel that there is vibration in your chest so this is uh, means that you involve your chest Okay, and when you try to speak on higher maybe tones, you can feel that there is no vibration almost in your chest. So try to maybe uh, speak in a very high voice. Oh, oh. There is no vibration almost in your chest. So this is how the notes work. The highest notes have to be in your head. So the vibration is in your head when you sing high notes. And when you sing low notes, you can feel that there, this vibration is in your chest. And try not to change the position of your head. So your head is not too high. Like the throat has to be open, but it has to be open inside. So don't try to raise your head up, but try to keep it on my place. Okay, so it's not like very high, but it's like regularly. Your head, you look just uh, in somewhere very far away. And you don't look up, you don't look uh, down. Just in front of yourself. So point somewhere, uh, find some point and look at this point all the time. And uh, actually, if you feel that maybe you raise your head uh, too much, try to keep it lower than so it's better to keep it lower than too high and uh, try to keep also the shape of your mouth as this as a circle. So imagine that there's like a temple inside of your tower so it has this uh, room, with very high ceilings and this is like this temple is inside of your mouth and you try to say this ah 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 so your mouth is in the shape of a circle everything's easy you can even hear this echo in your room of this tower so we can hear ah ah and don't concentrate on your throat Uh, as i said previously direct your sound to your head through your head you the sound goes ah uh, ah up up and imagine what you're singing for so you can imagine this tower you can sing like everything's okay i i'm relaxed i'm inside of this tower so there's no danger no threat and When you're singing, you can picture some uh, images in your head. For example, when you're singing about spring, you can imagine this river. You can imagine um, also these pictures of um, trees, flowers, green grass. And uh, you are in this mood. You can feel this mood. And then you can express uh, your, uh, your emotions better. When you have these images in your head, so this is like one of my tips uh, on how to express your feelings. And for beginner singers, I would recommend doing some exercises, uh, as this are. Uh, you can like try to uh, change this vowel from ah, uh, e, and try to challenge yourself and do it very like like a real like a water. So you don't say like ah uh, a uh, e but try to say it like a one consonant like uh, ah yeah. Uh, yeah so it's changing inside and it uh try to challenge it. You can also maybe if you have an instrument you can like maybe play one note like uh, yeah. so you feel that the consonants are changing and they don't change at the same time. You can also try the exercise so it's more difficult because is when you change your mouth, you change your mouth all the time and that's the problem. You have to change your Position in the throat. So the, uh, position of your tongue. So the, uh, vowels are changing in your tongue somewhere deep, deeper in your mouth. So you try to keep the circle, keep the circle, and at the same time, try to change these consonants. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, vowels. So you say, I. I uh, okay so everything's changing inside and uh, i also wanted to uh point out the uh importance of diction and clarity so try to do some speaking exercises because when the singer sings and uh Nobody can understand lyrics. It's better to improve your clarity of understanding. So, uh, try to do some speaking exercises. For example, tongue drill is also very uh, cool. Like so, you can uh, you warm up your tongue. Uh, it is a really good warming up exercise, uh, and you can also uh, try some tongue twisters. I know that there are a lot of tongue twisters on the internet in english in uh, any other language so uh everything's uh, every resource is open for you uh and the last what i wanted to say is practice but don't challenge yourself too much uh so try to do these exercises daily every day uh And uh, it's better to sing for 15 minutes, maybe for 20 minutes if you want. If you can't, uh, if you don't have enough time, uh, it's uh, totally okay. But try to uh, spend uh, as many time as you want every day. So every day, if it's regular, it's better for you okay uh maybe you have some questions uh about my speech maybe somebody wants to add something
0: does anyone have a question and thank you diana actually that explains a lot because i've been listening to some great voices and people who react and comment and you explained more of the technique i want to say hello to Adriana Soldat, I opened your mic. Say hello. Hi. How are you today? And how Ytech? What is your work there? And share some of the new progress for two minutes before we finish this. And thank you, Irina Hirenko, for your patience.
4: Uh, Hi, my name is Adriana. I am 16 years old. I'm from village Gawling, but currently study in academic boarding school in, in ivano uh, Also, now I'm work working on creating a space in my village called Promolich. Uh, as you can know, I'm board member of Vitech Ukraine. And uh, now we're planning our first event. And today we will be have like our team meeting uh, in um, Uh, 9pm o'clock. So yeah, and my like, uh, uh, I'm okay. And like, I uh, have a good mood today. So yeah, thank you.
0: Thank you very much. Yes, at YTEK, they're helping a lot of really small city and village girls who want to change the future of Ukrainian teenage girls and the younger generation. And that is going to be really wonderful, the work that you do. I thank you, Adriana, and Lisa, and Sabina, and Dasha too, for the things that you do. Thank you. Thank you, Daria Shepetko. I appreciated your speech. Thank you, Diana Maslianchuk. It was great. Uh, Thank you, Diana Shalashna, Thank you, Diana Nalivayko. I'll open your mic, Dasha Malevka. Hello, hello, how are you? You came at the end.
2: Hello, Adiz, how is it going?
0: It's great, we finished this event. I recommend it to you to listen and thank you very much. Goodbye, everyone, and have a great day.